Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Book Journeys Radio, an interview series for authors in transformation. From the basic fundamentals of selecting a book topic and overcoming writer's block to advanced techniques for publishing and marketing your book. Don't forget to check out our complete schedule and archive shows at blogtalkradio.com forward slash book dash journeys. Now, get ready to make a difference with your book with your host, Vice President of the Author Incubator, Jen McRobbie. Hello, Book Journeys Radio listeners. Welcome. It's January 12th, and this is our second episode of 2017. And what better time to talk about running than in the new year, where I'm sure there's a lot of resolutioners out there. As you know, every week on Book Journeys Radio, we speak to accomplished authors who've gone from having an idea for a book to a finished book and out, like making a difference in marketing and in the world. So today's author is Dana Ayers, and she's an author and a writer, and her book is titled Confessions of an Unlikely Runner, A Guide to Racing and Obstacle Courses for the Averagely Fit and Halfway Dedicated. Welcome, Dana. Thanks, Jen. I'm excited to be here. I'm so happy to have you here, and I I really think the timing is very apropos the year because... Um, I don't know where a lot of the listeners are, but here in Virginia, where I am, it's 70 degrees outside right now, and I want to run. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> and I hate running, so that is, that's saying something. Kitten, I always ask um, our authors to start off by just telling the listeners a little bit about your book and who it's for. Sure. My book is kind of a fitness memoir. It's um, half humorous stories that have happened to me in my journey with endurance challenges, um, being not very athletic myself. And it's half (laughs) encouragement. (laughs) It's half encouragement for people who look a lot like me, who feel like they might not be fast enough or thin enough or dedicated enough to finish a race or become a runner. Um, Mm. So that's, yeah, it's kind of a little bit of both, entertaining and encouraging. Entertaining and encouraging. That that's pretty much the way fitness ought to be, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> so, what what drew you to write this book? Because you you are you know self professed. You say you're not like you know a crazy fitness person. So, what brought you to writing a book about running or fitness? I had a blog for about four four and a half years, and it was a personal blog, just kind of funny stories and adventures in my entire life. And I toyed with the idea of maybe turning it into a book one day, but I hadn't really looked seriously into it. And I was introduced to Angela um, through a coworker out of the blue. Um, mm. And I, I thought, you know, this is a publisher. If I really do want to turn my blog <laughs> into a book, this is, now is a good time to try it. Um, so when I talked to Angela, I said, you know, most of my blog is either adventures in work, dating, um, travel, or running and adventure challenges and, uh, or endurance challenges. And she was like, well, you have to pick one of those because there is no market (laughs) for Dana's adventures in work, love, travel, you know, endurance (laughs) challenges. So, uh, which I'm very glad she told me that. And so she's like, what's one topic that you have a lot of stories in? And I realized I had a lot of endurance challenge stories even though I'm not athletic and I'm not that consistent, but over the years I've done a lot of races and had a lot of funny things happen. So I was like, well, I, 
I could definitely write about that. And then the more I thought about it, the more I realized that might actually be a gap in the world right now because there's a lot written mm-hmm. on being a competitive runner and how to you'll get faster and how to train and all these training techniques. But my book right. is for someone who's a casual runner, so someone who just wants to do it for fun or who's just starting out, and there's not a whole lot out there for those people. So I realized that then I could bring in that encouragement angle, and it kind of went from there. Oh, I love that. And and I think you're right. There's, you know, so much pressure these days to be, like, fitter or faster or thinner or stronger. And sometimes we just need to use fitness as a way to – have a little bit of fun or just do something different. Mhm. Absolutely. I I think that it's a good way to have a little weekend adventure because I've done some really fun races and it's a good it's a good way to get away from my cubicle, <laughs> you know, yeah. do something different, do something outside. Um yeah, so I I agree. I think and it's free therapy. I found that running in my training runs just a really good way to clear my head. So I've I've enjoyed it for that reason too. Oh, that's actually a really good point that you can use even casual exercise as a way to sort of clear your head and, and get your mind straight. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. I love that. So what brought you to endurance racing then? Like, I don't think anybody wakes up one day and is like, I think I want to do an obstacle course race or something. So what brought you to that? <laughs> I have a weird story. So I, like I said, I'm not athletic. I never ran in high school or co- I never ran a mile straight until college. Um, <laughs> and I was working at the White House when I first graduated college. And I was working in the Bush administration and President Bush was an avid runner. And he was fast. He ran like six minute miles. Um, what? And he, I knew he ran yes. a lot, but I didn't realize he was that fast. Wow. Yeah, he used to, like, practically kill his Secret Service agents because he would have them run with him <laughs> in Texas heat for three miles. They called it the 100-degree oh club. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah that would motivate so he, me, too, probably. <laughs> right? <laughs> he created a 5K race just for staff um, in 2002, and how can you say no to running with Secret Service agents? So I <laughs> signed up for it. And I'd never ran a race before, but I was like, all right, I'm going to, you know, and the first lady walked it. And so I was closer to her pace than I was his. <laughs> but you weren't last, right? But I was not last. Um, and I finished it and I didn't die. And then after that, um, <laughs> DC is full of runners. It's a good way to, you know, get rid of stress and very stressful city. Yeah. So I, I ended up hearing from friends multiple, you know, many races after that. So after I, finished the one 5k and didn't die I was like okay I can try (laughs) other races (laughs) and it became like a social thing then and then my friend would be doing a 10k so I would do a 10k my friend would be doing a 10 miler so I would do a 10 miler and that's kind of how it built for me so you're saying peer pressure you gave in to peer pressure (laughs) more FOMO (laughs) like fear of missing out Uh, like well if everybody's doing this I want to do it too and uh, I started yeah. comparing myself to friends, like, because at first I thought runners all looked the same, and they were just these crazy mm. committed people. And when I saw my coworkers who might be a little pudgy or might be, you know, not as consistent, and they were doing 10 milers and, and half marathons, then I was like, well, I, I could probably do that too. I never really thought about it. And so that was one thing I used 
comparison <laughs> to kind of look at other people who were out there and think, well, maybe I can wow. be out there too. That that makes so much sense, and it it actually kind of makes me think about um, the author world too, where. You know, we always imagine that people are like Stephen King or, you know, like major writers, and basically all they do all day is sit at their desk and bang out brilliance, right? Right. Did you have have experience with you just sitting down and, like, banging out brilliance, like, hour after hour? Or how did your writing (laughs) process go? (laughs) Um, Oh, gosh, no, definitely not. Um, I agree. I think – and that's one good thing that I've learned through running is to look at all of life that way, to think, you know, mm. there are exceptions. There, you know, there yes. is a place there for me and places that I didn't think there was. So, yes, I, for me, writing was, my my blog started because I was in grad school, and it was literally a procrastination tool for me. And instead of doing <laughs> homework, I would just start telling stories. Um, so, for that's me, so it was honest. like. so honest. I love it. Yeah, it was literally just to avoid doing writing that I didn't want to do, doing writing that I did. So then when the book, when I came up with the idea for the book, I already had quite a few stories that just needed to be massaged. Um, So that Mm. helped me. You know, it wasn't like I was starting totally from scratch, um, but I just had to organize all of that, add to it, and refine it. Um, So I, and I, you know, I work full time. As a consultant, I work part-time as a Navy reservist, so I was doing my writing early in the morning or on the weekends. So it, right. if, I can, if I can do it, I feel like anybody <laughs> can do it, even if you're not Stephen King and that's your whole job. <laughs> well, exactly. I mean, and I think so many people believe that they have to essentially quit their lives while they're writing their book, and you're saying that you – where not only were you living your life, but you're living a very full life full of crazy endurance racing and two jobs and everything else. Yeah. And you're still <laughs> able to get your book out. <laughs> exactly. And I'm not, I'm not going to lie. My social life took a hit for a minute, but <laughs> it only like Angela's program lays it out for you and you, you see that it's temporary and you see that, you know, yeah. here's where you need to get half the book done. Here's where you need to get your print, you know, your layout done yeah. and it, it's finite and you can say, you know, okay, well, I may not be able to go out with my friends as often for the next three months, but then I'm going to be a published author. Um, so yeah, and then, was, then they're going to want to buy me drinks, me. right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then we're going to have lots of reasons to hang out and celebrate, but yeah, it was worth it to me to put, to put that as a priority for a limited amount of time, um, knowing that I could get there in three months. That that makes that makes a lot of sense. Since you had a lot of the, your books, I don't want to call it pre-written, but you already had the stories sort of laid out. Was it easy to envision the end result of a book, or did that make it more difficult? I think it probably made it easier, but I will say when I first started the program, I vacillated often about the topic Mm. so even though at first I was like oh endurance challenges then the next week I'd be like no but I just want to write about being a 30 something female single female you know (laughs) living an adventurous life in general and then the next week I'd be like well but I have a lot of travel stories and that people seem to yeah I it took me a long time to finally (laughs) settle and get peace about starting with endurance challenges because 
that I never thought I would write a book about running. If I were ever to write a book, that's not right. that's not at all what I thought I would write about. <laughs> so, so it took me a Why long do you time think to that, into that. Why do you think that topic sort of rose to the to the top then of, of all the various topics you had? I, in all honesty, I think I realized marketing would be easier in the end. Mm, that's a good because answer. Because the, yeah. the Difference Press program teaches you to think about marketing before you even write the book. And I knew that running A is, you know, topical for a lot of people just like you said new year's resolutions and people trying to lose weight it's just it's just a universal topic and then running groups are an automatic marketing tool that i could tap into Uh, if i wrote a book about just being a 30 something independent woman i don't i don't know where to find those people i don't know where they're congregating naturally i know where (laughs) runners are congregating naturally (laughs) yes yeah, I mean they're they're sort of easy to find. Yeah, and they're they're already established. There's groups you can there's Facebook groups you can infiltrate. There's training teams that right. you can go speak to and they're they're already established. So I actually intend to keep writing about different topics, but that's the piece that's been hard for me to kind of think of where to find my audience, my next audience, if there's not established mm. groups like that. Right. Or to find those established groups you're just it's a little more legwork, I would guess, to find those established groups as opposed to runners. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're not as obvious. So um, how has your book been doing among running circles? Since, you know, so many of us think of runners as, you know, the uber fit, you know, 25-pound, <laughs> you know, marathon runner, <laughs> racers. How how ha, how is a book about sort of a casual runner? How's it doing amongst running groups? It's done really well, and the running groups, I credit them to a lot of the book's success because they started sharing <laughs> it organically and making it kind of go viral. Um, oh my! Nice. I I definitely think like there's a lot of mom running groups where um, moms are just, you know, trying to get back in shape and they look a lot like me as far as time and ability. (laughs) So (laughs) I think they really resonated with it. Um, Some of the more serious runners appreciate it just because I talk about the universal love of the running community. And so they can, Uh, you know, I, I think if you can get someone to take up fitness in any capacity, it's a good thing. You know, obviously I'm not telling people, I'm not telling people that, you know, you should train every single day and you should watch, watch the TV. <laughs> yeah, those, thing, those things are probably true, but I'm, I'm not living that way, and I know a lot of other people are not going to live that way, so why not at right. least try it a little bit? Um, so, there, you know, I've had co- running coaches say they cringe at the fact that I didn't train as much as I should have for some of my races yeah. that I write about. <laughs> I'm sure. But for the most part, sure. people were like, this is hilarious. And I, and everybody, everybody who's ever ran a race can relate to these, to a lot of things that's happened to you. And for the most part, I've gotten feedback from runners, casual runners who say, you know, it, it really okay. helped me feel like I could be part of this community and it made me want to try my next race and I'm so glad that you know to hear that I'm not alone you know I I love that idea too that you know runners are an established community but the people that are sort of outside of that community um, it seems very mysterious 
you know, to people who aren't <laughs> runners. And and I love the idea that your book allowed people who were outside of the running community realize that they really are part of it, and they didn't even know that before. Mhm. Yeah, and to understand uh, I think, how welcoming it is. Yes, I think that's that's really powerful. It's like this message of inclusion in something that, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, boy, you know, I have no desire to go right, anywhere. Yeah. Right. No, absolutely. So, yeah, even I've though seen, you were like. I've seen people finish races who are, you know, disabled or or right. w- obese, morbidly obese. You know, I've seen all types of people finish races. So I wanted yeah. people to know that so that they didn't look at the community as exclusive, but that it is a place where everybody can do something and they will be celebrated. I think that's so great. And, and that's such an important message when we're talking about fitness too, because, you know, it's so easy to get discouraged when you're like us, when you're just like a regular person, you know, and you want to do something mm-hmm. good for yourself, but you know, <laughs> it feels intimidating. So I, I just, I love that. I think it's a really, is a very powerful message. Did you ever think you were going to write a book? I mean, I know you started with the blog, but did you ever think that you were going to write a book? It's funny. When I was a really little kid, I did want to be a writer one day, and I would write little books Mm -hmm. when I was little. But then life got in the way, you know, like I, you know, I got distracted in high school. I got distracted in college. I started in a career path before I even realized I was in it. And you just, I forgot (laughs) about that. And right. I, yeah, I wasn't really seeking it out, but then it really started because of Facebook. I was posting <laughs> funny stuff that happened to me and my friends started chiming in like, oh, this is, you know, this is really interesting. You have crazy adventures. If you wrote a blog or a book, I would read it. And that's literally how it sparked, it re- reignited that in me in my adult life. Mm. So I was like, okay, well, Maybe I could start a blog then. That might be a nice creative outlet. And so then once the once I had the blog, that's when I was like, well, maybe I'll look into doing a book. That's kind of how it right. came about for me. Yeah. So it was. It and was, now, it was now kind that of the a, first a, book's out, like I I want to keep writing books for sure. Now yes. that I've seen oh, I love the first that. one, that yeah, it's been such an amazing experience. So I definitely want to keep writing now. No, I love hearing that. Why why do you think that what is it that enabled you to sort of finish your book this time though? Because I think a lot of people, you know, they start blogs or they they really want to write a book and then they spend 10 years you know <laughs> outlining it. Yeah. Right? I mean, I have like four <laughs> unfinished novels sitting on my computer right now that that I've never, <laughs> you know, gone back to. So why do you think you finished your book? I think because the the program that Difference Press laid out parameters, and mm. it it kept me from overthinking it. And so it was like, ah. okay, you're you will have a book at the end of three months. This is you will have an outline at the end of this week, and you right. know you have to figure out what's going in each chapter. You got to figure that out now. And just having an editor, a developmental editor, with me throughout was, I don't know, it just kind of made me comforted. It was like, here's the, here's the world you're living in. Don't drive yourself crazy by thinking of all these other things. Right. What you need to focus on right now is this, is this chapter and then the next chapter and then the next chapter. 
And so making it in pieces like that and seeing the whole plan ahead of time, it was like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to have a book. <laughs> I don't know how it's going to yeah. happen, but I know I, it's I, going to happen. You're so right. I think really the biggest sort of barrier to anyone finishing a book, whether it's their first or their 10th book is overthinking it. That's exactly yeah. what the problem is. <laughs> yeah. And I would, I would do that to death. Like I do that with decisions all the time. I just, I go back and forth. And so to have someone just lay it out and be like, nope, this is the pro- trust the process. And then to have a developmental editor give me constructive feedback, but also affirmation right. was right. key to helping me feel like I could go on and go on and go on until it was done. Yeah. I, I think you, you're, you know, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. It's a, it's a little bit of hand holding. Yeah. Having someone beside you is key. For sure. Yeah. And I would have, I would yeah. never have had the book I have now had I not had people with me because, you know, like I yeah. said, I was spinning out of control from the beginning, not knowing which topic to land <laughs> on. And I wouldn't have thought your, about your book would have been like 10, beginning. your book would have been 10,000 pages <laughs> with like a million stories, yeah. which is amazing. And, but, and no know. one would have read it. No one would have read it because <laughs> it would have been like, here's my life. And nobody's looking for a book on my life. <laughs> I love that. Well, what's the best thing then that's come out of having a book? Oh, gosh. Um, (laughs) There's so many things. Like, I I did a little media tour with it earlier this year. I got to travel all over and go on TV. That was awesome. Um, I Like I said, hearing from readers has been amazing. I've had people tell me their funny stories, like secret funny stories, (laughs) because they feel like they know me. Right. Um, and I've had, I've had a lot of people just tell me that it encouraged them and that it literally made them sign up for their first race. And that's, that's amazing to hear from a stranger wow. from like other countries sometimes. It's like, that's amazing. <laughs> that is so amazing. That must feel so good. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. So yeah, especially because you didn't makes, know. Well, I was just yeah. you didn't know going into it that you were going to be sort of um, uh, an inspiration to people. Exactly. Yeah. That's and that's what I started to say is it makes me want to make sure that whatever I write next has still has that motivational side or encouragement side to mm. it because if I'm just telling people funny stories, fine. Right. But it's really that that piece where you're. Getting, having something that resonates with them in their life and something that they need, that's where it's really rewarding. Mm. So meeting your reader where they are, that's where you start. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that. Definitely. So was there anything that was different about writing or publishing a book than you expected? Um. I mean, there was a lot. I just, I had no idea what it was going to be like, but, and I, I knew from the beginning, so everything was different because I didn't even know what to expect, but um, the marketing being a ch- challenge was, I, people told me from the beginning that marketing is harder than writing, but it really, really is. Marketing can just yeah. overtake you if you let it. So that's one thing that I've 
learned is to like, at some point I had to just shut myself off because I was like, and I can do this and this and this, and I should post on social media now and I should do another right. interview. And after a while you're like, oh my gosh, this is going to consume me if I don't stop. So that, that was one well, thing that I learned the hard way. You know, in a lot of ways, the marketing piece is very much like the deciding what your topic piece is because you can you know, go round and round in circles for years thinking, oh, I can do this, I can do that, I can do this. And then you almost paralyze yourself into inaction because you have too many ideas. 100%. Yes, totally. So (laughs) that's one thing. I think I need someone beside me now for that piece. I think that's what I'm missing now is I I should Mm. find some kind of, and I don't know what that is, if it's an agent or if it's a publicist. I don't know what what that looks like, but I think right. you're right. I think that I've spun, I've spun myself around um, again because I'm just on my own again. So it's like yep. I hired a publicist for a little while and then I, I fired them and then I was doing stuff <laughs> on my own and it, and which social media platforms about like, yeah. So I think, I think that's one thing that I need to solidify is, to, is my plan. Well, I definitely think social media complicates things because it makes it seem so easy, right? Like you're like, oh, I have access to like thousands of people. I'm just going to put it out there. But there are actually, you know, techniques and things that you can do to help boost where you appear in people's feeds and all that. And I don't know about you, but that is, it might as well be like advanced math. I have no idea what any of that means. Right, you know, and we don't have time. I don't have time to be an expert on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and publishing and writing. You know what I mean? Like, right. You just don't have time to be an expert on all of it. So yeah, and and once you start a platform, it has to be fed. It's like a little greedy monster. Yes, that is. Oh my gosh, that is probably. Like, I, oh, I can only talk about running is, so much. Like. That is the best explanation I've ever heard of social media. Greedy monster. That is exactly what it is. I mean, I love I love my followers, but if you don't post consistently, they're they're done with you. They're like, you're boring me. You're not putting out. Right. You. So it's, it's a little they're pressure like, sometimes. Done. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. There's a little bit of pressure. That's true. Well, the last thing I always ask our authors is um, if there's someone sitting out there listening to this podcast right now, thinking to themselves, there's no way I can do what Dana did. What kind of advice would you give them that could help them get started today? I would say you definitely can um, because I didn't have any special knowledge of publishing or, or anything like that. Or mark, I mean, I guess I had a background in marketing, but I think mm-hmm. if you get the right team, that's, that's what's mm. going to help you. Um, and that takes an investment. So it's, it comes down to deciding if you really want it, um, then you need, you need to commit and you need to find some people to help you that know what you want to do. So if it's the publishing first, find people in publishing, and then the marketing, find people in marketing. Because um, you just Otherwise, you spin around, like you said, you'll be 10 years down the road and still not have one. But it's totally doable. It's just you need to get the right team. Such good advice. Such good advice. Well, Dana, I feel like um, we could talk for, like, days. (laughs) (laughs) This 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 has been such a pleasure. 
thanks so much for having me. It's been so fun. Oh, thanks for being on. And, you know, I, I feel compelled to tell our listeners that Dana and I have been um, communicating with each other over social media for, gosh, probably a year or two now, and we've never actually mm-hmm. spoken to each other other than typing back and forth. So um, it's always nice to make sort of real contact with someone that you know over social media. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And that's another thing. You if you can find a team and you never have to meet them in person. It can still work. That's how I've, <laughs> I've worked with different press. Never met anybody You know what, yet, that is a but it's point. totally yeah. worth Excellent point. So go out, find your team. If you're if you're wondering how to get started, go out and find your team and realize that they can be virtual and maybe one day you will um, be talking to them on uh, a podcast or Book Journeys Radio um, about how you now are out there marketing and publicizing that book that is sitting in your brain right now. Dana, thank you so much for being with me on the show today. My pleasure. Thanks, Jen. All right. See you all next week. Thanks so much. This has been another episode of Book Journeys Radio, where we're changing the world one book at a time. To find out more about how you can get your book written, published, and promoted, visit www.theauthorincubator.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.